Welcome to episode 59 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, 26th November 2000. 2019. Uh, I hope your week has all started well, people out there. Hope you're working hard, people. Getting those coffers in. Yeah. Trying to do as much work as possible so you get that promotion, are you? I don't know. I don't know. Let's calm down, Ben. Let's calm down. Um, it's been all right for me so far. Uh, after the week off, I was back on the gig in last night. A little bit rusty. A uh, little bit rusty, uh, to say the least. Uh, um, did a new material night um, uh, with notes. I know. I know, people. Not prepared. Really? After a week, Ben? You're not not even bothered to learn that material after a week? No, I haven't. Stop judging me, people out there. Yeah? Yeah, we've all got shit to do. Um, but I did that last night in um, uh, quite a localish gig, so it was quite nice. Um, and uh, it went all right. I was booked for 10. Uh, I was closing it anyway, and the guy there, uh, Dan, always uh, lets me go on a little bit longer, uh, which is quite nice. Um, and just as well, really, because I always seem to fucking do it. Ah, Jesus. Uh, I went on last night, uh, booked for 10, did about 25. Most of it fucking horse shit. Um, but, um, there's a few little bits in there that I actually did that was material that actually worked out all right. I know there might be a few little fucking nuggets in there. Um, but I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll see, won't we? We'll see at other gigs. Um, apart from that, I haven't really done a lot. Um, I sat watching that, um, that documentary It's a new documentary on, uh, Netflix. Really, Ben? You're watching a documentary on Netflix. That's not like you. You've changed, man. I know. I know. I love a fucking good documentary. This <clears throat> this is uh, my point with documentaries. Um, hey, you got a point on that, Ben? Stop uh, Stop asking yourself questions as well. Um, yeah. Uh, this is my point about documentaries now. Documentaries are made of... They used to be about somebody who was fucking amazing. Uh, usually about, I know there's loads of fucking Hitler ones, but if you watch like a nondescript thing, it's always a documentary about a celebrity or something like that. And now all the documentaries are just about people doing horrendous things. Um, just awful, awful things. If you want a doc documentary made about you in about 10 years time, just kill four people. A minimum of four uh, or touch people up. You know, um, because that's what this documentary was about. It was about that uh, the hot yoga guy. Now, um, there is a certain amount of irony to that statement. Uh, Bikram Chowdhury, who invented, well, says he invented, but he didn't. Basically, he just ripped off somebody else. He ripped off some guy in India, went over to America, set up the hot yoga thing, uh, the Bikram yoga um, places, and become a fucking multi, multi-millionaire. Um, it was essentially, it looks like some sort of yoga pyramid scheme that is, <laughs> they set up. And you know how the fucking Americans love that. Hey, man, if you don't get involved in this uh, pyramid scheme, uh, then you're a fucking loser. And everyone thinks, hey, I don't want to be a loser. I'll get involved. Here's loads of fucking money. Here's loads of my money. Uh, and only the people at the top of it ever earn anything out of it. Everybody else gets fucking shafted. Uh, 
bit of tea there. But anyway, yeah, this uh, documentary is about that. Basically, he used to charge about £10,000, um, uh, rather, um, to become a yoga teacher and go through the training. And he'd put people up in a hotel. He'd have, the like, the penthouse suite in the hotel and then just basically feed off the fucking uh, young women who came... Uh, who came uh, who came uh, wanting to learn from him uh, because he was a yoga guru. He could bend a bit. He was flexible, you know. He was an Asian dude. And uh, that's the other thing. If it was a white guy doing that, setting up this hot yoga thing, it wouldn't have taken off. But, like, all 99.9% of the people who went along to these classes were fucking white middle-class women who wanted to find that fucking, hey, man, spirituality... And uh, all they all they found uh, really was uh, serious sexual harassment by, by by the sounds of the fucking documentary. Oh fuck me! But um, everybody goes like that, you know. The warning signs are there. He's walking around in just speedos. I'm not sure, you know. There's people in sh- shorts and t-shirts and shit, and he's just parading around in speedos. Um, I don't know. Maybe it made him better at yoga but there's flexible materials out there these days that he could have been using rather than just parading around in in a pair of fucking black speedos you know here's all my fucking junk right here uh just thrusting at people standing on top of them uh as they're bent in a crab situation uh crab position but fucking hell i watched that and it's everybody like that isn't it everybody who has a little bit of a cult following or um or becomes a massive superstar through something tries banging the people that they're um I don't know it's well not everybody you know I imagine Mary Berry isn't doing that you know just grooming people hey I really like your baking maybe you could become a baking teacher stay in this hotel and I'll fucking break into your room and fucking touch you up Mary get your fucking hands off me I only come here to learn how to bake sweetheart behave yourself um, yeah, but it's all, it's always men, isn't it? Always men who are thrust in a position of power and then they just think, well, I can start banging anyone I want. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, but anyway, uh, this time it was a brown man rather than a white man. So, uh, I slight, I felt slightly less uneasy. <laughs> less uneasy about that. Ah, uh, dear. But it was fucking horrendous. If you watch it, you can just see... Um, you can see where it's going to go. I know it's it's probably in the title, to be perfectly honest with you. It's probably in the title. But, um, uh, yeah, you can see where it's going to go. He's got loads of young women. You know, he's, he's bending the women in positions and that and <laughs> just leaving the fucking blokes to get on with. Hey, you just get on with it over there. But this lady, who's fucking hot, needs particular attention and needs my fucking hands all over her ass and her legs. But yeah, it sounds fucking horrendous. Uh, and he's now moved the country. Uh, he's now left America and setting up schools in like uh, Mexico and shit like that. So he's still doing it. And uh, a few of the cases have been settled out of court, but it's quite an interesting. I didn't realise it was that big a thing. I'm not, believe it or not, people, I'm not really into my yoga, you know. I'm not really into it. I know people who are into their yoga. They love it. Oh, you've got to do yoga. I don't know. It just, it just feels like it just feels like stretching, isn't it? Isn't it just stretching? You know, 
just putting yourself in positions and just, you know, just stretching a bit, innit? You know, I, I know, I know some of the things are quite difficult to do. That one where, like, you're fucking bent backwards and then your fucking head comes out of your fucking legs or whatever and you're completely in a circle. But I can't see any practical use where that would be needed unless you end up in some sort of horrendous car accident <laughs> and you just fucking shunted into a fucking uh, into a fucking lorry and you just bent over backwards and you think, oh, fucking hell, thank God for this. If I hadn't been doing that yoga, my fucking back would have been broken by now. But thank God I am flexible enough to survive this collision. Um. But yeah, I've got I've got no idea what practical use it gives you. It just makes you more flexible. In which case, I don't know what what does that help with? You know, your joints and stuff. Maybe I don't know. He was doing it in like hundred degree. This was the fucking best thing. He's doing it in like hundred degree heat or whatever, and everybody's sweating their bollocks off, and he's just sitting on a chair like uh, I don't know, like like some sort of fucking lord. Um. Almost like a slave owner, just sitting there on a chair while everybody's working and sweating in front of him, and he's got like fucking um, air conditioning blowing on his neck as well. <laughs> as he's just sitting there in his speedos, oh, nice and cool, and then and then every now and again going around and standing on people. He made fucking millions out of that, of standing on other people and fucking slagging them off to their face. I could fucking do that. Oh, dear. But uh, it was actually a little bit more tea there. Uh, it was actually quite interesting just because I, I didn't know anything about hot yoga or anything like that. It seems like a, everybody was like singing its praises, almost like he was some sort of Jesus figure. That's what happens in things like this, isn't it? Like, particularly with, like, different philosophies, like, to the Western philosophy. You know, people see these people as, um, see people like that, and uh, they see them as a prophet, like a false prophet, don't they? And then suddenly everything they say, you, you know, as soon as people start listening to them, that's when they start trying to fuck them. <laughs> Geezer could have made fucking nothing. He could have just been on the streets now, just being, you know, homeless, just bending back and forth and everybody going, nah, you fucking shit. But he sold it right. He's from India, the place where uh, yoga um, was invented, I imagine. I imagine, you know. And it had early, early, early footage of him and he was like doing stunts and shit, people driving motorcycles <laughs> and shit while he's on a bed of nails. And then suddenly is a multi-millionaire guru type. That's it, isn't it? It's the old snake oil, uh, snake oil salesman, isn't it? Um, for uh, for the yoga generation, there. That's it. Um, but fuck me, Jesus! It's always the same. They always get corrupted and always fucking try fucking people. And uh, basically, he's settled out of court for a lot of the stuff, so he's got away with it. And now he's moved down to Mexico for those senoritas. Um, and people have to go down there to see him now because he's fucking on the run. Uh, <laughs> I imagine if they put him in a cell, he might be able to squeeze through the bars anyway. 
You just see, uh, get back to the cell and there's just an empty pair of Speedos on the floor. <laughs> I don't know, and a load of sweat where he's worked to, to, to be able to slip through the bars. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's definitely a particularly American phenomenon, uh, that, uh, that sort of thing, though, I think. They're always, uh, you know, probably because all of those people go over there, you know, and um, I don't know. Maybe they're a little bit more gullible than us, the old Americans. I don't know. Hey, I'm not holding it against you, American people out there. Or maybe it's just the opportunity, isn't it? You've got that. That's the thing. You've done it to yourselves, America. You've built yourself as the land of opportunity. So you get all those fucking weirdos just saying, well, I can sell this shit to people. Um Whereas over here, we are uh, at the minute in the UK, the land of no opportunity. <laughs> the, the land of uh, anywhere that we don't know. Uh, we don't know where the fuck the future's going to be. We don't know what's going to happen after the 12th of December. That's it, isn't it? Oh, dear. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, that was it was an interesting documentary to watch, but it's essentially like a cult system. But we've got them over here as well, I think. We've got Bikram Yogas over here as well. So he's gone fucking global with it. But it seems to take off in America first. And then that's kind of legitimizes it for an English audience. And then uh, and then they fucking bring it over here. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's all things like that. America's... Uh, I, I fucking love America, right? I love it. But it's a little bit fucking weird. I was reading some of the other day. Um, what was it? Support animals, that's it. Emotional support animals. <laughs> On planes and shit like that. That's what they do. They take it over there. Over here, right? Uh, you're allowed a guide dog. And if you're disabled, you're allowed a little helping dog. I don't know. I don't know what it does. I don't, does it go to the... It might go to the trolley for you. You know, when the old trolley dolly comes around, orders you a drink. I don't know. Uh, if, you know... Probably taps taps a little paw on your shoulder. Do you want another drink, buddy? Yeah, trolley's coming round. Thanks a lot. Woo. Go and get that for me, Fido. Lovely. But in the States, man, I was reading this thing, um, uh, and I checked my sources, by the way, because it just seemed fucking ridiculous um, that people have emotional support animals because they get scared on planes. And you think, oh, what's that? Like a properly trained dog? Nope. <laughs> It ain't trained, baby, and it ain't just dogs. They have cats, ponies. I know, I said that, people, ponies. That was one of them. One of them that wasn't let on was a, an emotional support peacock. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? Sitting next to somebody with an emotional support peacock, just going, Wah! in your fucking ear for eight hours. I'm not too sure about uh, United Airlines. I might travel with somebody else. Um, but yeah, that's what they do. They take these. I don't know what they did before. Before they were allowed these on. I think they're like trying to review it a little bit because like people taking hedgehogs on, hamsters, you know. It would be interesting to see what's the largest animal you could actually get on a plane. Like they had like mini horses, mini horses, you know. Depending on the the flight, you're going to be knee-deep in shit there, down the aisle, aren't you? Snakes, 
fucking what else was it uh let's have a look i don't know there was a whole load of shit on there man uh that they were taking with them uh it was just you know a duck an emotional support duck i'm not sure how much emotional support a duck can actually give you you know if you're worried about flying maybe it's some <laughs> maybe if the plane crashes the duck's fine the duck's not worried about it at all, is it? A plane crashing. You're just going to open the door and it's off. You know, a pony's going to ha- make a hell of a fucking mess flying around the cabin as you're hurtling towards the ground. It's going to take a few people out, isn't it? If you have to make an emergency landing, that pony is going to be... <laughs> you know, what do you do? Strap it into the pony seat? It's going to be flying around that cabin just fucking battering people's heads in with its hooves as it's <laughs> uh, I'm not too sure how safe that would be but you know these people take them on board that's what they do a small sloth that was the that was the best one a bet the best one a small sloth that's what somebody talk on as a comfort animal you know if you start freaking out they're not the most you know they're not the quickest response animals, are they? The sloth. You know, it's all in the name. Isn't it? Sloth or sloth, is it? Sloth or sloth, sloth, sloth. Don't know. Either either. But uh they're not the they're not the quickest off the mark, are they? To see your anxiety building. You could be freaking out and fucking, you know, ramming your head in the fucking uh in the fucking tray in the seat in front of you by the time it's even fucking reacted. <laughs> I just want a hug. Okay, give me half an hour and I'll be there. <laughs> As it's slowly reaching its arm around you. Oh, dear. I don't know, man. People are fucking... But that's what... This is what's happened, though. And People have allowed this to happen, haven't they? The airlines have allowed this to happen. Somebody's taking a dog on because they're fucking crying. You know... Obviously, if they're a trained dog, like I know the veterans out there, some of the veterans get a bit woo, fucking freaked out, a few fucking flashbacks, jeez, dive to the ground, start digging a trench in the middle of the plane. Some of them, guys, they have the um, they have a few support animals, don't they, when they get a bit twitchy. But, um, you know, if you just don't like flying that much, you know, that's it. Where does it end? This is this is this is my emotional support tiger. He just calms me down. Ah, oh, just love him. Just sitting on the chair next to you, just licking his lips, <laughs> waiting for you to fucking fall asleep so he can have a little nibble. <laughs> does anybody know uh, where the passenger in forty eight D's gone? Got no idea. The tiger's sitting there just fucking picking bits of your shirt out of his teeth. I don't know, man. Oh, dear. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's the world's gone mad. The world has literally gone mad there. If you're, if you're, you get into this stage where you need to take a small sloth on, uh, on holiday with you, um, just on the plane, you know, just to get you through that flight. Maybe flying's not for you. Maybe drive it. If it's an internal flight in America, drive it, maybe. Get a train, you know. And if you're going abroad, maybe, you know, there's a lot of nice destinations in the States. Just stay over there. (laughs) 
they've got to be internal flights because, I, I, you know, imagine coming through customs and you've got a fucking peacock on a lead in front of you. You know, as you're fucking shaking like shit. <laughs> I just like the way how he displays his feathers. It just really calms me down as it's doing that in the fucking middle aisle, people trying to push by to go to the toilet. Ah, oh, Jesus, man. That's 2019, people, isn't it? That's 2019. Um, but I don't know. Uh, fuck it out. Uh, it's uh, it's a strange, crazy world, people. Strange, crazy world. Uh, the um, the uh, election debates are uh, hotting up uh, as well over here in the UK at the minute. Uh, we got what? How long we got? About two weeks, is it? Two weeks until the election. Something like that. I don't know why I said that in a French accent. Probably because we're uh, leaving Europe and it could be my last chance. Could be my last chance. Um, but yeah, that's all hotting up, isn't it? The old uh, anti-Semitism is being hammered, isn't it? Uh, that's one thing Corbyn's never going to get away from as many times. He could be at a bar mitzvah and somebody comes in to kill all those, uh, kill all the people in the fucking synagogue. Uh, or he could be uh, a bris. Is it? Is that a bris? Is that where they fucking brutally hack off the end of <laughs> a young Jewish lad's penis? Is that it? I think that's a bris, isn't it? Um, he could be at one of those and somebody storms in with a fucking AK-47 and he wrestles him to the ground or uses himself as a human shield and then somehow survives, saving everybody there, disarming the gunman and then putting him in the handcuffs and leading him out. And people would still say he's anti-Semitic. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, dear. I'm not sure he is, to be honest. Uh, I'm sure there are people in the Labour Party who are. I'm sure there are. You know, it's a different thing, isn't it, between... I think is a different thing between criticising the Israeli government for occupying the fucking areas that they occupy illegally, shall we say, and being anti-Semitic. Like, nobody in this country as well... Does anybody really, really, really give a fuck? I know there is people, extremist people out there. Does anybody really, really, really give a fuck what religion somebody is? You know, it doesn't, you know, as long as they're not like fucking driving fucking, you know, driving over you on the on a footpath in London or fucking brutally stabbing you, which uh, seems to have been quelled a little bit in the last 12 months. Um, unless you've, uh, you're doing that or you're fucking, you know, being a cunt and beating people up or whatever. But anti-Semitism is in the news. There was a thing on the, um, I watched a thing on YouTube. There's a video on YouTube of, uh, some black dude. I don't know whether he's, he's, he's definitely not, um, not into, um, Jews. Let's put it that way. He's not a fan of the Jewish religion because he's there with a fucking copy of the Bible or something or or the Torah, is it? I don't know. And there's a Jewish guy with a Jewish lad sitting down and he's just fucking really in their face, this black dude. I don't know whether he's Muslim or or Christian or what religion he is. Uh, it doesn't, but he's just... <laughs> and the Jewish dad's just there going, this is what happens sometimes, son. You sometimes... Uh, get this, they've got the little Jewish hats on. Uh, 
you know, I, I don't know the name for those. You know, they're baseball caps without a cap on them, uh, without a peak on them, aren't they? Um, what is the name of the Jewish hat? Just so I don't look fucking ignorant. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Jewish, <laughs> Jewish hat name. Ah, uh, uh, yarmulke, is that it? I don't know. Is that the yarmulke? Brimless cap worn by Jewish people. Men and boys usually wear them, but some women and girls wear them too. Hey, look at the old Jews getting very progressive there. Hey, you can wear this hat too, ladies. Um, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, there's a picture of it there, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, this guy's uh, fucking slagging them off. Um, basically just reading shit <laughs> to, these, to a Jewish father and son. You know what I mean? I'm not sure you're really going to change their mind on the tube, man. You know, and then you're turning around saying you're going to knock people out when they fucking interrupt you. You know, they're going about their day. They're not hurting anyone, are they? You know, they're not shooting Palestinians or anything like that, are they? You know, they're just going about their day. That's the difference, though. But people can twist that, can't they? People can twist that and say, oh, if you don't like Israel, that means you're anti-Semitic. It's not, is it? You, you know, like... England is a Christian country. You can not like some of the things that the English government do, i.e. invading Iraq, but it doesn't mean you're anti-Christian. You know, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Because people can use... But both sides use that to their advantage anyway, don't they? You know, you're never going to stop it. You're never going to stop because some people like to play the victim. I couldn't give a shit if you're Jewish. I didn't even know. I've known someone fucking years, right? Years and years and years I've known him. Uh, and after about eight years, I didn't even realise that he was Jewish. <laughs> and he has the most Jewish name in the world. It just didn't click. He looks very Jewish as well. But it just didn't click. I wouldn't be able to tell uh, unless um, somebody is in a yarmulke that I've just learned. Uh, unless somebody is in that uh, dressed in a yarmulke. Uh, or with the ringlets and, uh, you know, like with the old top hat thing on. Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell if someone was Jewish or not. I couldn't even give a shit. I, I, I imagine they're the super Jews, are they? The ones with the ringlets? I don't know. Are they, uh, they the super orthodox Jews? I don't know. This is how little I know about other religions. <laughs> I, should, I, I imagine they're more extreme. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be super liberal, are you? Uh, you're not going to be super liberal, uh, you know, like, you're not just going to be a casual Jew and get dressed up in the ringlets and everything like that, you know, you're, you, you know, you, you're definitely uh, carrying a copy of the Torah around with you on most days with that look. Um, I think then the yarmulke is the, the the way down, isn't it? That's the next scale down, wearing that, and then, <laughs> I don't know. How ignorant do I fucking sound at the minute? Uh, but anyway... The point is, I was trying to make is um, that uh, a lot of people think that just having a, you know, I don't think Jeremy Corbyn is. I, I imagine there is people in the Labour Party that could be. Uh, but I imagine there's a lot more fucking in the Conservative Party and they're keeping fucking quiet about it. They're just doing that, you know, offset. Oh, you think we're cunts? I have a look at, well, he's anti-Semitic. Yeah, but... You're fucking bigoted, racist, and homophobic. Ah, uh, yeah, well, don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, we're on 27 minutes, people. Jesus. I've gone on a lot, and I, I've gone on a lot. Um, 
Uh, let's have a look. Um, let's have a look at what's been in the news, shall we? Uh, this is a fucking great story. A man and six... Uh, let's have a look. Title of this. Man and six children rescued from Netherlands basement after nine years waiting for the end of time. <laughs> nine fucking years. Is it the end of the world yet, Dad? No, not yet. Oh, Jesus, we've been under him. You know, after five years. You know, wouldn't after five years you poke your head out, have a little look, <laughs> see, if the, see if the earth's still fucking there? A man and six young adults have been discovered after apparently living for nine years in a cellar on a remote Dutch farm. You know what? That sounds fucking heaven to me. I ain't going to lie to you. A remote Dutch farm where you can just lock yourself in a fucking basement. And, you know, they've, you know, they've changed a little bit, haven't they? Wasn't it, uh, wasn't the Fritzels, wasn't, aren't, weren't they Dutch as well? You know, not everyone's fucking their own children in the cellar. Hang on, I haven't read all the story yet. <laughs> that could be an option. Police spokesman Natalie Schubert uh, confirmed to RTV uh, that a 58-year-old man had been arrested oh, uh, and that six young adults were discovered in a shut-off space on the farm in Rhinewald. Uh, she would not confirm the relation between the people or describe the conditions they were found in or the state of health for privacy reasons. The alarm was sounded at the weekend by a barman at a local bar when an unkempt 25-year-old, fucking hell, he went down there when he was he was 16, came to the, his bar confused on Sunday. <laughs> no shit, he was confused. I bet he didn't realise it was still fucking open. <laughs> I can't believe you'd be open. Why not? I thought the world had been destroyed. What time did you close? I'll have a beer. First time I saw him, I sent him away, but after a few days later, he came back. Last week, he came in and ordered a few beers, but we were going to shut. Last Sunday, he ordered five beers and drank them. Then I talked to him. He said that he had run away and needed help. Then we called in the police. How's he got fucking money? How's he got fucking money to buy those fucking beers if he's been under the ground for nine years? Did they just bury themselves with a load of money? I don't know. Euro. When did the euro come in? Euro introduced. Let's have a look. Nine, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's within the nine years. Fucking hell, Ben. Um, let's have a look. Uh, fucking hell. Uh, the older man was reportedly ill in bed after having had a stroke several years ago. <laughs> You'd fucking take a peek out then, wouldn't you? After two years underground, you have a stroke and you think, oh, fuck it. You know, if the world's going to end, I'm going to have a little, you know, little skylight just to have a look. The children had no contact with the outside world and neighbours had no knowledge of them at all. Jesus. The family's hidden behind trees and difficult to see from the rain. Right, Jesus. Roger de Groot, mayor of the village, uh, <laughs> told people, <laughs> I don't really give a shit about my population and don't get around to see everyone. He added that their mother thought to have died before they moved there around nine years ago and some of the children were not officially registered. Jesus, man. Nine years, though. It looks quite a nice place, to be fair. Nine years underground. You know, the post the post would start building up a little bit, wouldn't it? You know, nine years with a post. You know, you're not seeing your fucking neighbour for nine years. I know. It looks. It doesn't look that overgrown either. Like the farm where the man and six children have been living in Royne World. Yeah, it doesn't look that 
That's a fucking sky. They've got skylights in the fucking roof. Those roofs not, look new. This is bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Fucking hell. Nine years. Fuck, you know. Come on. If it's... It's the end of the world being in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You know, maybe that guy just wanted somebody to look after him when he had a stroke. He had an idea. Two years passed. He had a stroke and just went, oh, no, it sounds like dangerous out there still. Anyway, get us a cup of tea, sweetheart. I don't know. Fucking hell. Ah, Jesus. Uh, what are we on? 32 minutes, people. That's episode 59. I'll be back on Saturday. Uh, I'm. Uh, we're going to have some more adverts on Saturday as well. Woo! Because I'll have uh, I'll have time to have done it by then. Uh, that was episode fifty nine. I will be back on Saturday, as I say. Have a good week, motherfuckers, and I'll speak to you then. Take care. <laughs>